Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met fellow adventurers, I am now back at Wackner's Mad. We've done, we, last time we unlocked level 9, let's see what's there. You stagger forward, struggling to maintain your balance as you suddenly realise your surroundings have changed. Pausing to get your bearings, you realise you're now standing in a dark stone corridor on level 9 of the perilous maze known as Wacknar's Mad. Alright, I'm on a I'm on the top row and there's loads of alcoves sticking out of it. An engraving depicting ten skulls stacked in a pyramid formation adorns the centre slab of stone in this section of the maze. And that's the way up. So, I'm going west. There's an alcove. In the centre of this small alcove, perched off of a broad square base, is a large statue of a strange, hideous beast. The nightmarish, seven-legged beast appears to be the imaginative and quite gruesome combination of at least ten different forest creatures. A wide, bulging eye, protrude, wide, bulging eye protrudes from the centre of the sculptured beast's misshapen head, directly above its gaping, circular fang-winged jaws. A faint blue aura surrounds the statue. Particular item may be of use here. Maybe that... Right, maybe I'll try the rod that helped with the boots on the first floor. It also had a blue aura around them. And it worked! 64 XP to general. You hold up the twisted rod. And the instrument immediately adopts a blue glow, identical to that which surrounds the statue. With the sudden flash of blue light, the aura around the statue vanishes, standing in the spot previously occupied by the statue of the hideous beast. It is a living, breathing version of the very creature formerly immortalised in stone. Oh dear, that's, that's... that's not good. That's not good at all. I'm supposed to blow it up, not bring it to life! <laughs> With a grim snarl, the nightmarish seven-legged monster bounds past you, quickly disappearing into the deep gloom of the passage. You remain on your guard for nearly a minute, lest the beast suddenly return. When it becomes apparent the horrible creature is indeed gone, you turn your attention to making an examination of the alcove. 
on the floor towards the back of the alcove, you discover a small, flat stone carved to resemble a crescent moon. Believing the curious stone may somehow prove to be important, you promptly take possession of it. It's a thin crescent stone. Let's have a closer look. This small, this is a small, thin stone carved to resemble a crescent moon. And this, this thing's item ID is 1958. That means nothing to anyone except wiki people. And the Game Master. Because it all means something to the Game Master. Okay, going west. And there's another alcove in the centre of this small alcove perched up of a broad square base. It's the large statue of a strange, hideous beast. The nightmarish, seven-legged beast appears to be an imaginative and quite gruesome combination of at least ten different forest creatures. Now, I wonder if any of you could draw that. Now, I don't think I don't expect it to be good. <laughs> I mean, I've not got that. I've not got that many fans. It'd be quite odd to have a brilliant artist amongst them. But I know, just yeah. I mean, I would. It'd be fun if someone did it. A wide, bulging eye protrudes from the centre of the sculpted beast's misshapen head. Directly above its gaping, circular, fang-wing jaws, a faint blue aura surrounds the statue. A particular item may be of use, and we know what that one is. Twisted wood and wad. 64 XP to general. You hold up the twisted wad. Twisted one, and the instrument immediately adopts a blue glow, identical to that which surrounds the statue. With a sudden flash of light, the aura around the statue vanishes. Standing in the spot previously occupied by the statue of the hideous beast is the living, breathing version of the very creature formerly immortalised in stone. I think, I think Wagner had issues when he made these. He might have been a bit mad. With a grim snarl, the nightmarish seven-legged monster bounds past you, quickly disappearing into the deep gloom of the passage. You remain on your guard for nearly a minute, lest the beast suddenly return. When it becomes apparent that the horrible creature is indeed gone, you turn your attention to making an examination of the alcove. On the floor, towards the back of the alcove, you discover a small, flat stone carved to resemble a crescent moon. Believing the curious stone may prove, somehow prove to be important, you promptly take possession of it. That's my second thin crescent stone. Okay, there's only four of these alcoves on the top row. Let's try out the eastern ones. In the centre of this small alcove, perched atop a broad square base, a large statue of a strange, hideous beast. The nightmarish, seven-legged beast appears to be the imaginative and quite gruesome combination of at least ten different forest creatures. I don't know, maybe a deer, a wolf, a fox, a carnage crawler, a highball beetle, a pig. Ugh. Uh, I don't know, I'm wondering. A squirrel, a hedgehog, a vole, and a rabbit? Okay, that, that's ten, I think. I'm sure that you can think of more scary combinations. Probably bear. Definitely a bear in there somewhere. I mean, if you're making a monster out of forest creatures, you're gonna put some bear in there. I mean, bear's the scariest one in most forests you know forests that have bears there we don't have any around here in good old blighty <laughs> we used to but climate change and that probably put some wolf in too a wide bulging eye protrudes from the center of the sculptured beast misshapen head directly above its gaping circular fang-filled jaws a faint or blue aura surrounds the statue. Alright, time to use that wad again. 64 XP to general. 
You hold up the twisted wad, and the instant immediately adopts a blue glow identical to that which surrounds the statue. With a sudden flash of blue light, the aura around the statue vanishes. Standing in the spot previously occupied by the hideous beast is the living, breathing version of the very creature formerly immortalised in stone. With a grim snarl, the nightmarish, seven-legged monster bounds past you, quickly disappearing into the deep gloom of the passage. You remain on your guard for nearly a minute, lest the beast suddenly suddenly return. When it becomes apparent the horrible creature is indeed gone, you turn your attention to make an examination of the alcove. Probably get out to deal with these beasts at some point. On the floor, towards the back of the alcove, you discover a small flat stone carved to resemble a crescent moon. Believing the curious stone may somehow prove to be important, you promptly take possession of it. It's a thin crescent stone. Okay, that's three of them now. One last alcove along the top. This is the easternmost. In the centre of this small alcove, perched atop a broad square base, is a large statue of a strange, hideous beast. The nightmarish, seven-legged beast appears to be an imaginative and quite gruesome combination of at least ten different forest creatures. Hmm, bats? Bats in forests? They're more caves, but yeah, caves in forests. Snakes? I mean, they can they can live in forests. Yeah, trolls? They're definitely in forests around 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 here. And if, of course, it's Fogbar Forest, then well, that's an entirely more gruesome set of set of set of options to choose from. A wide, bulging eye protrudes from the centre of the sculptured beast misshapen head, directly above its gaping, circular, fang-filled jaws. A faint blue aura surrounds the statue. A particular item may be of use here, and we know what that is. It's the wooden wad time. The twisted wooden wad. 16, 64 XP to general. You hold up the twisted wad. And the instrument immediately adopts a blue glow, identical to that which surrounds the statue. With a sudden flash of blue light, the aura around the statue vanishes. Standing in the spot previously occupied by the statue of the hideous beast is the living, breathing version of the very creature formerly immortalised in stone. With a grim snarl, the nightmarish, seven-legged monster bounds past you, quickly disappearing into the deep gloom of the passage. You remain on your guard for nearly a minute, lest the beast suddenly return, when it becomes apparent that the horrible creature is indeed gone. But where? Where has it gone? Is it right behind me? You know, drooling from its fang-filled jaws and going, mmm... That zoop, he looks so delicious. Adventurous. Or like something like that, but you know. In horrifical beasties. Turn your attention to make an examination of the alcove. On the floor, towards the back of the alcove, it is a small, flat stone carved to resemble a crescent moon. Believing the curious stone may somehow prove to be important, you promptly take possession of it. Okay, that's four of them now. Alright, that's all the top alcoves done. Suddenly, pick a number. Bonus for 50. 20 from Feathery, 20 from Aura, 10 from Luck. Got to get 64 or more or something bad will happen. Pick. 133. Success. 16 XP to Feathery. Your well-practiced skill of Feathery, combined with your innate sense of danger and a little luck, 10 luck, <laughs> has just, well, 20 luck that turns into a 10 bonus, has, has just helped you to detect and avoid a deadly trap. After carefully marking the snare, so you'll be certain not to trigger it, you once again resume your exploration, now more wary than ever that each step taken along these ancient corridors is fraught with peril. 
Alright. Let's see, here's a second. Here's a second row. Hmm. There's a line between, there's, there's a third row below with lots of passages between it. Alright, what's this? A square stone tile, weighs slightly above the surrounding floor, is set into the middle of the passage. Hmm. Does they... Will those moon things do anything here? No, not yet. Okay, what's going to the third row in the middle? A dark mirror-like puddle of water is pulled against the southern wall in this section of the labyrinth passage. You gaze into the broad puddle and stare down at your own mirrored image. Okay. Another square stone tile. I go, no. Alright, in the middle of the second row. And that's the the pyramid of schools that goes to the next level. And nope, not finished yet, obviously. We haven't we haven't we haven't dealt with those ghastly beasts. We haven't used those crescent moon stones. We don't know what we do at those square places. There's Lots more to do here. Okay, going south some more. I'm on the western side now. Oh, it's that trap check. 84, success. Another 16 XP to Feathery, and I don't get hurt. Which is nice. A strange feeling comes over you. As if your energy is being slowly drained away, which it is. I've lost two Neville Reserve. Fortunately, I have 60 of it left, so that's not damaging, but that does mean, these traps do mean you don't want to do lots of floors at once, because you might dust one out of Neville Reserve, and then then you're in a bit of a sticky wicket. Oh, it's a trap check. Bonus 50, got it 64 or more. 123 success, 16 XP to feathery. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of XP to feathery right now. Of course, I've got to get, got to get thousands more until I can get feathery from level 80 to 81. It's going to be staying there for a long time. And also, there isn't really any particular need to have feathery above. Okay, there are checks, like the one I just had, where a few more points of thievery would give me a slightly increased chance of success, but there's no direct checks of thievery. Have thievery at this level, and you can do a thing. Okay, I'm moving towards the southwest side. A savage bellow shatters the silence as a large and hideous seven-legged beast bounds out of the darkness ahead. It's one of the very creatures you first encounter as statues in another part of the labyrinth. The fearsome, bear-sized beast, a nightmarish combination of at least ten different forest creatures, stretches wide its cavernous, fang-filled jaws as it leaps at you. Hmm. Jaws? Hmm. How many jaws? Probably a lot of them. You instinctively fall back and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as you prepare to engage the bounding beast. It's a hideous seven-legged beast. Hideous beast roars as it lungs at you, this gaping fang-filled jaws. It's nearly down, and it is slain. 70 XP, 64 XP to general. With a pathetic whimper, Whimper, the fearsome beast collapses in the middle of the passage. Thick, black blood slowly oozes out of the many gruesome wounds that whittle its corpse. You're about to step forward and examine the creature's remains when another of the seven-legged horrors, identical to the one you've just slain, bounds out of the darkness, its ear-shattering bellows echoing along the corridors. You fall back several yards and draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as you prepare to engage the bounding seven-legged beast. Ooh, seven legs. It's 
going to be all unbalanced. Begin combat. The hideous beast roars as it lunges at you with its gaping, fang-filled jaws, but it's going down and it is slain. 70 XP, 64 XP to general. With a pathetic whimper, the fearsome beast collapses in the middle of the passage. The thick black blood slowly oozes out of the many gruesome wounds that whittle its corpse. You're about to step forward and examine the creature's remains, when another of the second-legged horrors, identical to the ones you've just slain, bounds out of the darkness, its ear-shattering bellows echoing along the corridor. Right, here we fall back several yards. Oh dear, I keep falling back, I'm going to reach the end of the corridor! And draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. As you prepare to engage the bounding seven-legged beast. It's a hideous seven-legged beast. Hideous beast roars as it lunges at you with its gaping fang-filled jaws. It's nearly down and it is slain. 70 XP, 64 XP to general. With a pathetic whimper, the fearsome beast collapses in the middle of the passage. Thick black blood slowly oozes out the many gruesome wounds that whittle its corpse. You're about to step forward and examine the creature's remains. When another of the seven-legged horrors, identical to the one you've just slain, bounds out of the darkness, its ear-shattering bellows echoing along the corridors. You fall back several yards. Okay, I brought four statues to life. And this is the fourth seven-legged beast. I think this might be the last of them. You fall back several yards and draw yourself into combat-ready stance as you prepare to engage the bounding seven-legged beast. Hideous seven-legged beast, you're going down. No matter how much you war and lunge with your gaping fang-filled jaws. And it is slain. 70 XP. 256 experience to general. Yep, yep, different award. That's the last of them, I think. The pathetic whimper. The fearsome beast collapses in the middle of the passage. Thick black blood slowly oozes out of the many gruesome wounds that whittle its corpse. Nothing stirs along the corridor. You think, perhaps, you've seen the last of these strange seven-legged horrors. Well, that's all hope, so. Okay, now I can go to the southwest corner. You're standing at the southern end of a long passage. The three walls that surround you, to the east, west and south, each square a small engraving of a crescent moon. Oh, I've got a crescent. No, no, not yet, not yet. Okay, maybe there's something on the other side. Okay, I've got back to the mid... The dark mirror-like puddle, nothing there. Anything on these square things? Square stone tile, slightly raised above the surrounding floor, is set into the middle of the passage. Nope. Okay, making my way to the southeast side. Suddenly, a strange feeling comes over you. It's as if your energy is being slowly drained away. Three points of Neville Reserve have just gone. Gone where? To who? I don't know. But they're gone. Trap check. 150. Success. 16 XP to T3. And it's the same text as the last ones. Another trap check. 132. Success. 16 XP to T3. Alright. Making my way southeast corner. You're standing at the southern end of a long passage. The three walls that surround you, to the east, west and south, each bear a small engraving of a crescent moon. Use the thin crescent stone. Nope, nothing there. Exploration status. No wandering foes around, at least. Okay, can I... Can I go to the next level yet? Place my own impression. Nope, not yet. Okay. Square stone tile. Use the thin crescent stone. No. 
Use the twisted wooden wad. No. Hmm. What could be going on here? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what to do next. And I, I'm, and I'm, I'm talking really. I'm not just. I'm not. I'm not just thaning into. I'm not just thaning into in, in, in for dramatic effect. Oh, trap check. Pick now. Failure with 51. Suddenly, you've unwittingly sprung a sinister trap. A broad column of crimson flame erupts from the floor of the passage, directly beneath your feet. The deadly inferno instantly engulfs you in a deadly firestorm. You struggle to tave off the more devastating effects of the deadly phase. Flames, that is, not phase, flames. Pick a number. Bonus of 30. But 20 from body, 10 from spirit. Got to get 50 mine or higher, or I get badly burnt. And if I success, I still get burnt, but not as badly. 59. Success, but only dust. You manage to resist the deadly effects of the flame, but still sustain moderate damage. 3. Damage. Thankful to survive the encounter with the snare, you vow to remain on your guard. So you set out to continue your exploration of this ancient maze. Alright, let's see. Now these square stone tile, slightly raised above the surrounding floor, is set into the middle of the passage. What could it be? Can I use the solid silver feather? No? Hmm. Maybe the puddle is the key. Hmm. Mirror-like puddle of water. Can I use the thin crescent stones? No. Twisted wooden wad? No. Triangular red stone? No. Solid silver feather? No. Uh, what is happening here? I don't seem to have a clue what's next. Graving of a crescent moon. I use the crescent moon thing. Use a twisted wooden wad. I use the triangular red stone. Use a solid silver crescent. Wait. Wait a minute. Is this... Moons! Of course! The, the dials. The dials on the first and... What was it? Third floors. That's the key. Okay, I'm going to set all the dials. Step onto the engraved slab. Move to level three. I'm going to set them all to moons. Cos. I should have remembered that. Well, fortunately, the boots keep me on track. Set them to moon. All right. Southwest. To moon. Southeast to moon. Well, northwest to moon. Making my way along. Yeah, well, this, this trapping stuff will get easier. Set it. Set the northeast to moon. Alright, and then... I set the southeast to moon. Alright, now let's go up again. To the first floor. Alright, Northern Impression. Alright, then there's another lever up here. I also should set to moon. Alright, let's see. Set it to moon. Alright, there's five dials pointing at the moon now. Alright, let's... Right, step onto the engraved stone. Okay. I got out so I could get in again. Okay. Everything's on moon. Has anything changed? I think it should have because I, I don't know what else it could be. How did I forget about the dials? A square stone tile, way slightly above the surrounding floor, is set into the middle of the passage suddenly. 
64XB to channel. Without warning, several bright shafts of dazzling white light stab up through the floor at your feet. The light, reminiscent of moonlight, quickly fades, leaving in its wake an engraved moon in the centre of the way's tile. Okay, now I can use the thin crescent stone? No? No, no, not yet, not yet. Suddenly, again, 64XP to general, without warning, several bright shafts of dazzling white light stab up through the floor, floor at your feet. The light, reminiscent of moonlight, quickly fades, leaving in its wake an engraved moon in the centre of the waste tile. Okay, there's four of these waste tiles. Let's set them all off. Here comes number three for another 64XP. Ooh, that rhymed. Number four. XP 64. That's a rhyme, but not a particularly good one. Okay, now, has the puddle of water changed? A dark, mirror-like puddle of water was pulled against the southern wall in this section of the labyrinth passage. You gaze into the broad puddle, are surprised to find the whippening reflection of a bright, silvered moon peering out from behind your own mirrored image. Alright, step into the puddle. You step into the puddle and instantly plunge into a deep, dark, frigid water. Before you can properly react to the depressing turn of events, you suddenly find you're once again standing on solid ground, drenched and gasping for breath. You look around, quickly discern you're in an entirely different location than you were only moments ago. You've just been teleported! Okay... Where am I now? Okay. There was previously an area to the south I couldn't get to, but now I can. A dark, middle-like puddle of water has pulled against the southern wall in this section of the Labyrinth Passage. You gaze into the broad puddle and are surprised to find the whippling reflection of a bright, silvered moon peering out behind your own mirrored image. Now, I can step into that puddle, but I'll just be teleported again. And more importantly, I'll get all wet, and I don't want to do that for no reason. Strange shadows move in and out of view at the edge of your light to explore the maze's ninth level. There's no wandering foes, but that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. Okay, suddenly, thief check. Alright, trap check. Surpassed, 139 is a success, 16 XP to thievery. Okay, now, so this part of it had a little circle with alcoves to the south, and then two passages quirling round to the east and the west. I'm going to try the southern alcove first. The back of this small chamber sent a waist-high stone pedestal. The phases of the moon been engraved on the front of the pedestal's broad, heavy base. Resting atop the pedestal is an ornate wooden helm. Four crescent moons are engraved upon the iron band that encircles the helm's brow. A faint blue, blue aura surrounds the pedestal. Take it! Just take the helm! Take the helm! As you step towards the pedestal, the aura of blue energy surrounding it intensifies. Believing it would be dangerous to get any closer, you wisely retreat. Okay, time for the Twisted Wooden Rod. 128 experience to general. You hold up the Twisted Rod and the instrument immediately adopts a blue glow. Blue glow identical to that which surrounds the pedestal. With a sudden flash of blue light, the aura protecting the pedestal vanishes. Okay, now I can take the wooden helm. Reach out to take the helm, but your hands are repelled by an invisible barrier that yet surrounds the pedestal. Okay, okay, can't take it yet. Guess I'll try out the east and west passage, but first, trap check. Success, 16 XP to 3-3. Alright, checking out the eastern alcove first. 
a strange feeling comes over you, as if your energy is being slowly drained away. Five Neville Reserve lost. Alright, let's train trained again for two Neville Reserve. Oh dear, stop draining me. Train for one Neville Reserve, okay. Okay, checking out the Eastern Alcove. You're standing in the western edge of a western end of a short corridor. A raised square of stone in the middle of the passage break bears an engraving of a crescent moon. An identical graving adorns the ceiling directly above the raised square. A broad, dazzling shaft of moonlight stretches between the two engravings. A brilliant glow scattering the surrounding gloom. Okay, just got some items I gotta use. I'm gonna go for the Crescent Moon Stones. 64 XP to General. You hold up the four crescent shaped stones and watch in amazement as the broad moonbeams as the broad moonbeam bends to pass through them. The stones seem to readily absorb the moonlight. After several moments, the moonbeams grow thin and then suddenly disappears. The four crescent stones in your possession are now emitting a soft white glow. Okay, now let's try out the other side. Making my way over there. Okay, Western Alcove. Whoop, one Neville Reserve drained. Six Neville Reserve drained. Four Neville Reserve drained. Okay, I can't... Oh, if I have another floor like this, I'll be nearly out. Okay, checking out the western alcove. You're standing at the eastern end of the short corridor. A raised square of stone in the middle of the passage bears an engraving of a crescent moon. An identical engraving adorns the ceiling directly above the raised square. A broad, dazzling shaft of moonlight stretches between the two engravings, its brilliant glow shattering the surrounding gloom. Alright, crescent stones again. 64 XP to General. You hold up the four crescent-shaped stones and watch in amazement. Well, not that much amazement. This happened before. As the broad moonbeam bends to pass through them, the stones seem to readily absorb the moonlight. After several moments, the moonbeam goes slim and then suddenly disappears. The four crescent stones in your possession are now emitting a brilliant white glow. Okay, let's see if I can take these stack this helm now. Take the wooden helm. Reach out to take the helm. Five hundred and twelve experience, the general. As your hands close around the helm, a fierce white glow envelops the pedestal, filling the chamber with its dazzling radiance. As the glow fades, you're surprised to discover. Your four crescent-shaped stones now permanently adorn the surface of the helm. It's the helm of four moons. Let's have a look at it. Okay, it's got two melee rating, which is nice. Seven stamina points, two spirits. This grand wooden helm, adorned with four faintly glowing crescent-shaped stones now and again. The four stones fitted into the iron band that encircles the helm's brow emit a dazzling luminescence that's reminiscent of moonlight. Well, okay, what my current helm... Okay, so that's ten standard points for my current helm, but I want to raise... I want to raise MR more, so that's my, it's on my head now. Your sense of accomplishment is quickly replaced by... By ignoring an inexplicable dread, you feel as if your acquisition of the helm has just placed you in great peril. Despite your sudden misgivings, you refuse to part with the helm, with little doubt that it would yet prove to be of importance. After making certain you haven't overlooked anything, you once again set off on your way, eager to resume your exploration of the maze's knife level. Alright. Oh, a large number of, of of wandering foes are now in the floor. Okay, let's make our way. Step into the puddle again. Oh, I'm in the main section now. 
You freeze in your tracks, instinctively assuming a defensive stance as a long band of shadow shivers off, slivers off the wall ahead and rapidly morphs into the silhouette of a sword-wielding warrior. Swiftly and silently, the warrior's shadow slips through the gloom towards you, his sword poised to strike. You prepare to engage the shadow warrior. All right. The deadly shadow warrior slashes you with his silhouetted blade and is slain. 9 XP. Your final blow tears through the weaving fabric of bloom. Gloom that appears to give form to the shadow warrior. The strange and sinister being then melts into thin strands of shadow that swiftly sliver off into the surrounding darkness. Okay, I'm going to have to deal with all of these. You freeze in your tracks, instinctively assuming a defensive stance as a long bad of shadow. Shadow slivers off the wall ahead and rapidly morphs into the silhouette of a sword-wielding warrior. Swiftly and silently, the warrior's shadow silently slips through the gloom towards you. His sword poised to strike. Flash! A dazzling strand of blue white erupts from each of the four crescent-shaped stones that adorn our helm. The four moonbeams shatter the dark. Shatter the darkness and pierce the encroaching figure of shadow, instantly vanquishing your foe. Four XP to general. And yeah, well, that's convenient. Right, checking out the southeast corner. Okay, I guess that was just a clue. Okay, now, what happens if I try to get out of here? Shadow Warrior, just going to quickly combat that. 9 XP. Can't. Nope. I think I'm going to have to have to deal with all of these Shadow Warriors. Quick combating that one for another 9 XP. Shadow Warrior. Quick combat. 9 XP. Yeah, so this helm takes out some of them, but not all of them. Alright. Ooh, flash. That's been zapped by moonlight for 8 XP to general. Alright, exploration status. Sizable number. Well, Shadow Warrior. Take that. 9 XP. Still a sizable number. Yes, I'm going to have to... Zapped another one for 8 XP. Yeah, I'm going to have to take all of these down. Yeah. Uh, nothing in the alcoves where the beasts originally were. 4 XP for another one. Shadow Warrior. Quick combat. 9 XP. Shadow Warrior. Slashes you with silhouetted blade and is slain for 9 XP. Okay, so no getting out while these warriors are still around for reasons. But look, look, I'm not mad. I wouldn't, I can't, I don't understand the reasons of the reasons of someone who, who made this labyrinth. Uh, yeah, apparently, they just occasionally just like you to stop and slay some monsters. Maybe, maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe Brachnor is at the bottom just watching me slay all these monsters and going, yeah, look at that guy go, he's slaying monsters, woo, I like watching him slay monsters that I put there. Or something like that. Another Shadow Warrior. 9 XP. Okay, how many is left? A fair number. Okay, that's a reduction. Shadow Warrior. Quick combat. 9 XP. Uh, I'm, I'm, le I'm leaning towards pausing things while I just go through all these Shadow Warriors. Oh, that's blasted by the helm for 8 XP. 
There's a lot of them. And, well, it's the same text. 4XP zapping another one. Hmm. I think he's like, actually, you actually get 8XP for zapping that one. So you get more XP if you just fight them all manually. But that takes time and... Zapping things with moon lasers is more fun. 4xp for zapping one. But, I mean, it's something to consider. I mean, it's only 1 slash 5 extra xp a time. And during the time you spent battling them, you could probably just run various replayable things and make up the difference, like a quick axe path run. Yeah, it's probably not really worth it. Shadow Warrior, quick combat, 9 XP. Hmm. So, uh, just something to consider if you're one of those people that go out of their way to absolutely maximise the XP you get in every situation, even if it makes, makes it a bit less fun. There's another Shadow Warrior. We all know there are people like that. You know, the people who immediately run every dungeon on the hardest mode, even though they there's no way they'll survive it. And in the time it takes them to do this super hard mode, they could have done they could have gone through the they could have gone through five of the easier normal mode dungeons and got twice as much XP for that. Assuming they even get through that super hard dungeon. Which, I mean, it's probably about 50-50 chance. Alright, 9xp. Small number. Oh, oh, they're nearly gone. Oh, I guess I've been talking. I guess take that one down. I think, yeah, I think we'll just, just keep talking. Yeah, so, that helm. Yep. Yeah. The Helm of Four Moons, for a lot of people, that is end game equipment. Of course, you get more raw stats with the Plate Helm, but... I mean, for a lot of people, maximising your MI is just the thing you want to do. Even if, really, you don't need to, because very, very rarely... Most of the time, when you're bugged into a monster, it's going to be a plus three. Or scaled. In which case, raising your MR doesn't matter. But you like raising your MR, because that seems to just signify how fighty you are. And when it does add up, it adds up a lot. I mean, the difference between a, having it blue combat waiting and a and a, and a grey that's pretty big I mean grey ones you can just plough through with no particular concern oh zapped another one very few of them are left but blue ones I mean, if they have a lot of HP you probably have to do a heal or two after each one who wants to do that well no one in particular but it's not that at all yeah. I mean, I probably shouldn't, but I prefer. I tend to focus on my MR, which is why the my bowl of blood is boosting my MR. Even though I could, and maybe should, just switch it to Neville Reserve or something else. Well, OSP. I mean, you can get bonuses to the seven stats from it, but. That though, since they since those bonuses don't affect your XP bonus, and most people have them all at twenty, that doesn't happen so often. Nine XP, just another one. Oh, no wandering foes left. All right, we've done it all. We have slain all these shadows, and well, we're getting close to an hour, so we'll just unlock the next level. Place handy impression. You place your hand into the sham- hand-shaped impression just below the engraved schools. 
your hand begins to tremble inside the impression, and for a fleeting moment, the entire slab shudders. You quickly withdraw your hand and step back from the slab. 320 experience to general. Ooh, pretty nice. A bright flash of green light erupts from the centre of the stone slab, momentarily obscuring the gruesome engraving that adorns its rugged surface. You immediately realise the way down to the next level of Wagner's perilous labyrinth has been unlocked. So I'll go down to ten. Okay, there's something going on here. It's a pretty compressed area, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be short. Alright, it's this, this, there's a cross of question marks and things in the corners. But that that be for next time. We'll find out what all those question marks are. And maybe we'll find out what all those parts we've collect, been collecting do. Okay, Eastern Impression. Hand in the Impression. There we are. Out of Wackner's Mad. Let's get out of Fogbore. To the town of Ashlar. Well, now we can save. So I guess next time, we'll be seeing what's on floor 10. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.